What's going on, everybody? Welcome to yet another installment of Renegades Reviews. I am the Renegade J.J. Williams, coming to you live and direct, as always, right here on the Casa D18 Studios channel. And this week, I am also broadcasting to you live and direct on the Jeff Meacham Network. Thank you very much, Jeff, for allowing me to take over your Friday time slot this week. And today, I'm going to be talking about the 1994 Tom Hanks film, Forrest Gump starring Tom Hanks as the title character, Robin Wright as Jenny, Gary Sinise as Lieutenant Dan, Michael T. Williamson as Bubba, Sally Field as Mrs. Gump, and a young Haley Joel Osment in his first feature film role as Little Forrest Jr. Welcome, everybody. As I said, thank you very much for joining me on this cross-branded episode appearing live on the Casa D18 Studios channel and the Jeff Meacham Network. As some of you may know, over on the Jeff Meacham side of things, every other Friday is the dads, not always, on wrestling. And when I decided to bring Renegades Reviews back and relaunch that show and kind of relaunch the Casa D18 Studios channel, Jeff offered me the other Friday time slot for an episode of Renegades Reviews every other week. So I am in the time slot on Friday every week now, whether it's doing an episode of Dad's Not Always on Wrestling alongside Jeff or bringing you one of my new or old movie reviews. Today, like I said, we're going to be talking about the 1994 epic film, that's the only word that can really be used to describe it. This is a comedy, there's action, there's romance. It is definitely just an epic tale of essentially one man's life. The film starts in 1981 at a Savannah, Georgia bus stop where we meet Forrest, Forrest Gump. Don't be surprised if I slip into my Forrest impersonation here a few times during the show. And he begins telling his life story to the strangers at the bus stop. We then flash back 30 years after the initial introduction of Forrest. And the year is 1951. And we see young Forrest getting fitted with leg braces to fix his crooked spine. Doctor says it's crooked like a politician. His mama runs a boarding house in order to make ends meet because the father is not present. We really don't know what happened to Forrest's daddy. We just know that he's on vacation. That's what Mama Gump says at one point. One of the tenants at the boarding house ends up being a young Elvis Presley, who's up in his room playing on his guitar, working on hound dog and Forrest is kind of dancing around with his leg braces and we are led to believe that it is Forrest's dancing that lead to Elvis's signature shake that drives the women wild on television and his um, live performances. A move which helps propel him to become the king of rock and roll. On the school bus on his first day of school, 
He tries to find a seat. Nobody wants to let him sit next to them. Nobody except a little girl named Jenny. Jenny. And we meet her, and her and Forrest become lifelong friends. Their story and their lives intertwine quite a bit in the course of the movie. They they're go together like peas and carrots. Now, Forrest having a disability, you know, with his legs and everything, his braces, and he has a very low intelligence. He was only a few points away from getting into public school, but Mama Gump was having none of that. She did whatever was necessary to make sure that her son was afforded the same educational um, same educational rights as anybody else. Forrest is constantly made fun of because of his intelligence and his disability. You stupid, well, stupid is a stupid does, sir. By his schoolmates, um, his peers over the years, when he gets into the army, he's made fun of for it. In college, getting ahead of ourselves, though. So one day, him and Jenny are walking home. And some bullies start throwing rocks at him. And Jenny tells Forrest to run. Run, Forrest, run. Forrest starts running away. Slowly the braces start to break off him, crumbling into just little bits of metal on the ground. Shocked at this, Forrest just starts hauling butt all the way home. And... It is because of this that Forrest becomes a runner. I mean, once this happens, even says in the movie, if I was going somewhere, I was running. And he just starts hauling booty all around town. Well, his running ability actually ends up scoring him a scholarship to play football at the University of Alabama. And he's so good that he's named to the All-American team and gets to go on to meet the President of the United States, who at the time is John F. Kennedy. After graduation from college, Forrest enlists in the Army like any man did at that point in time. Whether they necessarily agreed with the war or they didn't, a lot of people chose to enlist rather than to get drafted and have no say in where they went, what they did. So Forrest, you know, this is one of the instances where Forrest is actually a smart man, even though he doesn't seem like it on the surface. He enlists in the army and he goes off to boot camp. On the bus to boot camp, he meets Benjamin Buford Blue, better known as Bubba. And him and Bubba become fast friends, you know. And this is this is an age where there's still a lot of discrimination. You know, granted, it's 67, 68, but there's still a lot of discrimination going on, especially in the South. So it's kind of a big deal for Forrest to befriend this African-American and for Bubba to befriend Forrest back. You know, next to Jenny... Bubba becomes probably his best friend in the whole movie. 
a year after boot camp, you know, they graduate boot camp, where Forrest is shown to be an exemplary um, recruit, being one of the fastest to break his gun apart and put it back together. After a year in boot camp, they're sent off to Vietnam. When they arrive in Vietnam, they meet Lieutenant Dan, who's going to be their platoon leader. They're patrolling Vietnam, and Forrest talks about the rain and how it comes from all directions, you know, from the from the clouds it seems to come, and sometimes it seems to come from up under you, and sideways rain, and diagonal rain, and all the kinds of rain that happened to hit them in Vietnam. Well, one day when his platoon is on a mission, they get ambushed by crossfire. And a lot of men are getting hit. Forrest uses what he learned from Jenny and just starts running. First he runs to safety, but then he realizes nobody else is with him. Specifically Bubba. So he keeps going back trying to find Bubba and he ends up finding his other platoon members. Each one he finds, he throws on his shoulders, runs him out to safety, puts him on the riverbank. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. On his next to last, next to last trip into the jungle, he finds Lieutenant Dan. He's calling for an airstrike to try and get um, the bad guys, the Vietnamese contingent that's firing at them and just totally blow them away. Forrest scoops him up, saves him, goes back in for Bubba, and of course the, the last person he finds is Bubba. And Bubba, Bubba's got it the worst out of all of them. Like, virtually all the other soldiers that he saved are going to live. They're going to be a little bit worse for wear. But they're going to survive. Bubba, Bubba not so much. Bubba's dying. Forrest still gets him up, takes him to the riverbank, plops him down, and Bubba basically dies right there on the side of the river in Vietnam. Because of his bravery, he's awarded the Medal of Honor by the President of the United States, who's this time is LBJ, Lyndon Johnson. While he's in D.C., Forrest stumbles on an anti-war protest where he ends up giving a speech about his thoughts on the war in Vietnam. During his speech, Jenny, who also happens to be there, runs out into a fountain. Forrest runs, they embrace, and they begin reconnecting. We learn that Jenny has become a part of the hippie counterculture scene. They reconnect during their time in DC, sharing stories of where they've been, what they've done. Um, Jenny even ends up taking Forrest to a Black Panther meeting, where Forrest watches Jenny's now boyfriend abuse her. And Forrest, you know, loving Jenny like he has for all these years, defends her honor, starts beating the dude's butt down in the middle of the Black Panther meeting. They get ready to separate her to go back about her way to Berkeley 
for him to go out back about his way and he gives her his medal of honor that he was given because he earned it running like she told him to do if you ever get in trouble run during this time also Forrest has become a world-class ping-pong star getting so good that he ends up being allowed to go to china to play ping pong against the chinese and the first time in years that americans have been allowed over to china of course this gets him yet another visit with the president who by this time is richard nixon Forrest gets upgraded to a really fancy hotel courtesy of the president, which ends up being the Watergate Hotel, and Forrest accidentally exposes the Watergate break-ins, which ends up forcing Nixon's resignation. So as a result of all this stuff that's going on, you know, and his being able to go to China and everything, when he gets discharged from the army, he goes back home. He ends up going on to the Dick Cavett show to talk about his time in China and everything. Dick Cavett's other guest on the show is John Lennon from the Beatles. And we are led to believe that this exchange between Forrest and John Lennon is what inspires John to write Imagine. <coughs> Excuse me. When he goes to leave the show, he ends up running into Lieutenant Dan, who's waiting for him at the stage exit. The two of them reconnect. Lieutenant Dan now is bitter. He's crippled. He's in a wheelchair because he lost both his legs in Vietnam there to that attack. And he's just this miserable, pathetic shell of what he could have been. Forrest stays during the holidays with his friend. And then he's telling Lieutenant Dan about his desire to get in the shrimp in industry because one of the things him and Bubba had talked about was getting in the shrimp in business together. But of course, with Bubba passing away, Bubba wasn't able to fulfill that lifelong dream. So Lieutenant Dan tells Forrest that, you know, if this ever happens for you, I'll come, I'll be your first mate. So Forrest ends up getting back home. He endorses a ping pong paddle company, which gets him the money that he needs to invest into a shrimping boat and some ropes and everything so that he can start the shrimping business. Lieutenant Dan keeps his word, shows up one day at a dock, when Forrest is sailing by, joins Forrest on his on his shrimp and business, and they're just having no luck. No matter what they do, where they go, what parts of the ocean they dredge, they aren't getting any shrimp. Maybe enough to make a shrimp cocktail. Then a hurricane hits and it wipes out the entire shrimping industry. All the boats are just completely taken out except for Forrest's boat. 
after they survive that hurricane, they start just getting all kinds of shrimp. Every time they drop nets, it comes back with a bundle of shrimp, just a full net full of shrimp. One day when they're out there on the ocean, Forrest gets a phone call about his mama. So he abandons ship, runs all the way back home, leaving behind the Bubba Gump Shrimp Company, which he had started and named in honor of his fallen friend. And he gets home just in time to have a little bit of time with his mama before she passes of cancer. Lieutenant Dan then takes the money from Bubba Gump Shrimpin and he invests for him and Forrest into this new upstart company. What's referred to as some kind of fruit company. It ends up being Apple Computers, which we all know today what the conglomerate Apple has become. As a result, they become millionaires because of their ground floor investment. One day, randomly, while Forrest is taking care of his house after burying his mom and everything, Jenny shows up. And at this point, Jenny's kind of recovering from all the years of drug and alcohol abuse that she put her body to. So she comes home to Alabama to try and have a little bit of stability for a moment, clear her head. They wander around, they go to their old tree, they go to Jenny's old house, you know, all these kinds of reminiscing things. And during all this, Forrest proposes to Jenny. And Jenny turns him down. To which, of course, Forrest replies, you know, I'm not a smart man, but I know what love is. And I swear there was something about that statement that just really stuck with Jenny because even though she denied his proposal, later that evening she comes into his room, gets into his bed, the two of them end up making love. However, the next morning she bounces on him, just up and leaves. Heartbroken by the ordeal, Forrest starts off running. It's what he's always done to clear his head. First, he runs to the end of the city, then the end of the county, then the end of the state, as he tells it. And then from there, he's just running coast to coast to coast to coast. For three years, he's running. And during that time, he ends up creating the pop culture slogans, shit happens, and have a nice day. Because a bumper sticker guy and a t-shirt guy both approach him while he's running, trying to come up with some kind of inspiration. At one point, Forrest runs through a big pile of dog poop, and the guy is like, dude, you just ran through a massive pile of shit. And he's like, well, it happens. Shit happens is born. Another time, guy wants an idea for a t-shirt truck or a car, I don't remember which, comes by, just splatters mud onto them. Forrest grabs the t-shirt, puts it over his face, which leaves his face imprint on the shirt, tosses his back to the guy, says, have a nice day. 
Now we've created that iconic smile face. Have a nice day, Linda. Of course, Jenny's keeping tabs on him through all this. And then we flash back to the present. He's at the bus stop again. And he reveals to one of the people sitting there that the whole reason he's there is because he got a letter from Jenny and he's going to visit her and see her. And the person on the bus stop tells him, well, you don't even need a bus. It's just a couple blocks straight down. Well, Forrest being the runner he is, grabs his suitcase and his box of chocolates that he has and starts booking down to go see her. When he arrives, he's greeted by Jenny, who's completely changed at this point. You know, short hair instead of the long hair. She's a working girl. She's a waitress at a restaurant. You know. And then there's a knock on the door, and a lady drops off a young boy. This is the babysitter bringing Jenny's son back home. And Jenny introduces Forrest to the little boy, you know, tells him that his name is Forrest and that it's named after her, his daddy. And Forrest being, you know, not the smartest man in the world, kind of taken aback by this. He's like, wait a minute, there, his, his daddy's name is Forrest too? And Jenny reveals to Forrest that he is the father, that this is the product of the lovemaking that they did back when she was at his house and he tried to propose to her the first time. And he's kind of taken back by this. He's like, whoa, 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 and she has to calm him down. You know, Forrest, you didn't do anything wrong. It's okay. He's smart. He's not slow like his dad because that's something Forrest asks about. And then the heartbreaker Jenny tells Forrest that she's dying, that she's got an incurable virus, which they never mention what it is. Um, according to Wikipedia, it's speculated that it's hepatitis C. I personally have always thought that she contracted HIV and AIDS from all her years of promiscuous sex and drug use. You know, she could have gotten it off of a needle one day, injecting herself, shooting up heroin, cocaine, whatever she was into at the time. But with the news, Forrest takes Jenny and Little Forrest and they go back to Greenville, Alabama. Jenny finally agrees to marry him. And on the day of the wedding, Lieutenant Dan shows up with his own bride and his own pair of magic legs. The same same type of scenario that Forrest had in the beginning when he had the braces on, you know, his mama had referred to him, to them as his magic legs. Well, now Lieutenant Dan is walking, and he's got these metal, metal legs, and Forrest calls them his magic legs. So everything's kind of gone full circle there. You know, Lieutenant Dan's a much happier man. He's calmed down, probably partially from being married and having a wife now, partially probably from being so successful in business with Forrest. 
You know, he's thanked Forrest for saving his life. Of course, Jenny passes a little while later. We see Forrest at his, her gravestone telling her how good little Forrest Jr. is doing. Um, he leaves a letter at her headstone that little Forrest has written for her. And then we go to a bus stop as the school bus pulls up and little Forrest gets on the bus to go to school. You know, kind of ending the movie around the same way that it started. You know, Forrest off to school meeting Jenny while little Forrest Jr. is getting on the bus to start his time in the Alabama school system. This movie is just impeccable. It's the second Oscar win for Tom Hanks as Best Actor. As a matter of fact, he got it two years in a row, having gotten it for Philadelphia, which we talked about earlier in the month, the year prior, and then he gets it for Forrest Gump. You can totally see why. Like This is a phenomenal movie great storytelling. There is no part of this film that feels like it drags or that it goes too long. Everything is there and it's meant to be there. And to see the way that one man can influence pop culture, the celebrities that he encounters, you know, like we talked about, there's Elvis, there's John Lennon, Dick Cavett, President Kennedy, Johnson and Nixon, um, even Governor Wallace on the, the steps of the university, he encountered him when they were starting to segregate the schools, or desegregate, I guess I should say. They were allowing the African Americans to attend the traditionally white schools. The man just always happen to be at the right place at the right time. You can call it incredibly lucky, but it was just, it's an amazing story and I never get tired of seeing this movie. Forrest Gump, by and far, five stars for me out of five. I, I just never, I never tire of this film. Never, never, never. Merchandising. Merchandising? What's that? Merchandising. Come, I'll show you. Merchandising, merchandising, where the real money's made. What do you guys think of Forrest Gump? Leave your thoughts in the comment below, comment boxes below, as always. I will get to them. I will respond to them. Is Forrest Gump your favorite Tom Hanks film? Do you have one that you feel is better than Forrest Gump? Let me know. Leave your thoughts below and I will get to them. Let's try to get those hashtags trending out there on the social media. Hashtag Casa D18 Studios, hashtag Renegades Reviews, hashtag Renegade Returns, hashtag Jeff Meacham Network, and of course, hashtag shenanigans. Gotta get the shenanigans in there, brother. Gotta get that gimmick over. So, until next time, right here on Renegades Reviews, right here on the Casa D18 Studios channel, 
when I will be talking about Tom Hanks's The Lady Killers. I am the renegade J.J. Williams. Thank you for joining me here on the Casa de Aquin Studios channel, as well as on the Jeff Meacham Network, and I will see you guys next time.